The Chicago White Sox have been hitting a lot of home runs lately and have seen corresponding success. Despite the recent power surge, the Sox failed to hit a home run on Tuesday night in the land of offense, Coors Field. However, the White Sox relied on pitching in a season-high four double plays to beat the Rockies 2-1. to one. How good was Michael Kopech and just how slow was Yasmani Grandal? You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked on White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. The MLB trade deadline is fast approaching. Uh, lots of White Sox rumors to discuss. Uh, the White Sox continue to live dangerously and leave runners in scoring position. It was Michael Kopech's first start since the break, and I'm telling you, he looked very good. Uh, Chicago White Sox are now 49 and 48. They are only three games back in the AL Central now. Uh, Sox beat the Rockies two to one, and the White Sox are over 500 for the first time in two months. Uh, the White Sox have not been to Colorado uh, since 2017. I did have an opportunity. Uh, to head out to Denver and check out uh, the Sox during that series. A great ballpark to get to, wonderful uh, surrounding area as well. Had a lot of fun uh, during that trip. Uh, Colorado coming into the game against the White Sox, 44-53. and 53. Uh, Sox had a record of 27-21 and 21 on the road coming into Tuesday's game. Uh, this was, of course, the start of a a stretch playing 19 games against teams with a below a 500 record. So Michael Kopech was on the hill for the White Sox in his last six starts uh, coming into the game, a 5.74 ERA, uh, 18 walks, uh, 23 strikeouts, and opponents uh, were hitting 265 against him. Uh, this was talked about in the pregame. Uh, show on NBC Sports Chicago with Chuck and Ozzy talking about the Sox uh, maybe getting another starter at the trade deadline, something we'll talk about in this episode a little later. Uh, and I think it's because of uh, Kopech's recent struggles. Uh, Chuck and Ozzy kind of alluded to maybe the Sox get uh, an extra starter. Perhaps Kopech uh, goes to the bullpen uh, to finish off the season. Uh, well, through the Chicago Sun Times, Daryl. Uh, Von Chauvin uh, on Twitter 
uh, had this to say. Uh, pitching coach Ethan Katz said moving Michael Kopech to the bullpen late in the season to ease his workload isn't in the cards. Uh, this is what Katz said specifically. No, it's nothing we've discussed. Obviously, in September, with expanded rosters, we can do things to give him a break. But right now, he's starting. The Colorado Rockies put just about every left-handed hitter they had in the lineup. Uh, let's go first inning right away. Struck out Charlie Blackman on seven pitches, and then he got a ground out. Walked Chris Bryant. I actually completely forgot Chris Bryant was on the Colorado Rockies. I don't know about you. Uh, and then Michael Kopech got a pop-out to end the inning. 20 pitches in the first inning for Kopech. Uh, shaky command in the second inning. Back-to-back uh, -back walks uh, with one out. Uh, there was an infield single, so you've got the bases loaded. Kopech's at 40 pitches at this point, and he was, a get, he was able to get the double play to get out of the jam. Double play was a theme uh, throughout the game. Uh, third inning, uh, was able to get two outs with only throwing uh, eight pitches. And then Chris Bryant again with a two-out hit. Uh, then a comebacker to Kopech, and he gets out of it. After three innings, Kopech threw 53 pitches, uh, only gave up two hits, three walks, only two strikeouts, and zero runs. Fourth inning uh, seemed to really settle in uh, during this inning, worked around an infield single. Uh, fifth inning, uh, came out with 69 pitches on the arm. Uh, Charlie Blackman with a shot down the right field line, and he did not think twice about testing Andrew Vaughn's arm. Uh, we discussed in the previous episode, uh, teams will be constantly testing and running on Gavin Sheets's arm. Uh, well, you know, the scouting report is out. Uh, teams will be running on Andrew Vaughn. Uh, Gavin Sheets and Charlie Blackman. I mean, he didn't even hesitate when rounding first uh, and got into second. There was another single after that. Uh, puts runners on the corners with one out for Chris Bryant. Uh, Kopech was at 82 pitches at this point in the fifth inning. Uh, there was a shot of Jose Ruiz warming up in the bullpen. And uh, Kopech gets Bryant to hit into an inning-ending double play again. There you go, that theme with the double play in defense. Uh, sixth inning, Kopech comes out for the sixth inning. Steve Stone a little surprised about this. He was throwing 95 miles per hour in the sixth inning. He gave up a one-out hit, and that was too much for Tony LaRussa. Uh, LaRussa pulls him after 91 pitches. Uh, very nice, very nice outing for Michael Kopech. Much needed. Uh, Jimmy Lambert comes in to finish off the inning, immediately gets a double play. It was the third of the night at that point. Kopech's final line, five and a third innings pitched, six hits, zero earned runs, three walks, four strikeouts. Kopech's ERA sits at 3.16, and again, he threw 91 uh, pitches. Uh, seventh inning, Kelly uh, got a, a quick first out and then allowed a, a couple runners on. Then the fourth double play of the game for the White Sox, and it started with Jose Abreu. Uh, Graveman had the eighth, and then Hendricks had the ninth, and that was a little shaky, gave up a leadoff home run. Uh, there were some runners on as well, uh, but he was able to get the job done. Can't say enough about Michael Kopech. Much needed for the confidence, I would say. 
Uh, the numbers as of late are very different than how Kopech has started the season. And so much has been said about his workload management and, and how the Sox are going to use him. And uh, it sure seems like from that quote from Ethan Katz, uh, he is here to stay in the starting rotation. Uh, it was not the type of offense that I thought the Sox were going to achieve in Coors Field, but it got the job done. I'm going to tell you why more needs to be done. Uh, more on that in a moment. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Uh, whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing a diamond stud earrings, online jeweler Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Uh, Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Uh, Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile Anniversary Sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thanks again for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. The MLB trade deadline is August 2nd, and Lockdown MLB has all the breakdowns. Lockdown White Sox will have rapid reactions to any move made. Make sure you have subscribed to Lockdown White Sox on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get notified when each episode premieres. So let's talk offense. Uh, there wasn't a lot to talk about, uh, but coming into the game, a lot was made of the home run. Uh, Sox with 23 home runs in July. Uh, that gets them to 12th in the league, uh, 15 home runs in the last 10 games, and their record in that span, uh, seven and three. So, of course, the old saying, when the ball goes far, the team goes far. It sure has felt like that lately. Uh, in the pregame show, Ozzy took a look at the lineup, and all he simply said was, this is a good lineup. And this is without Luis Robert. First inning, uh, Tim Anderson strikes out. Mankata with a walk, and Vaughn hits into a double play. Uh, the Sox were hitting into their fair share of double plays as well throughout the game. Uh, second inning, some two-out offense with a base hit from Grandal. Uh, A.J. Pollock drives one in the right field gap. He has had uh, a nice few games. Second and third with two outs for the legend, Lurie Garcia, and he flies out to center field. Uh, third inning, Tim Anderson with some one-out offense. Uh, uh, center field could not make the play, so Tim Anderson took second. Nothing came of it, though. He was stranded at second. Uh, fourth inning, we finally saw some runs. Uh, or a run, I should say, Aloy Jimenez with a one-out hit, then Grandal with his second hit of the game, runners on the corners with Pollock up, a ground ball to shortstop, and uh, shortstop completely misplayed it. Aloy scores, everybody else is safe, it's one nothing. White Sox. 
So then you get a base hit from the legend, Lurie Garcia, in left field. And Yasmani Grandal could not score from second base. And that tells you something, because if Super Joe McEwing is not going to send you something, there's a problem. You are definitely a slow. Uh, and I'm sorry, but Yasmani Grandal's speed definitely cost the Sox some runs. Uh, so you've got bases loaded for Adam Engel. He strikes out. Then Tim Anderson grinds, uh, grounds out. Uh, the Sox were only able to score one run, a lot of blown opportunities in that inning alone. Uh, when the uh, defense gives you more outs, which the Rockies did there, you've got to take advantage. Uh, fifth inning, Mancata led things off with an infield single. Then Andrew Vaughn hits into his second double play of the game. Uh, then Abreu strikes out, swinging at a pitch in the dirt. Uh, when it's going bad for Abreu, it feels like every single pitch is in the dirt that he's swinging at. Uh, you just had a bad feeling, I would say, uh, at least I did, uh, after that inning. Like You're letting the Colorado Rockies in their park. A lot of offenses scored. You're letting them hang around. You're not taking advantage. It just felt, it felt off. Uh, sixth inning for the Sox, Grandal with his third hit of the game. That's a good sign. But, of course, Sox can't do anything with it. Uh, seventh inning, uh, Adam Engel with a leadoff single. He stole second base. Uh, Tim Anderson lined out. Mankata with an RBI double to right field. Uh, another good game offensively from Mankata. And he played some great defense as well. Some outstanding plays at third. Uh, Sox go up 2-0. Uh, Colorado's bullpen has been problematic. Was hoping that the Sox would take advantage of it more. Uh, Sox have two on with one out in the seventh. Uh, Abreu hits into a double play. Uh, the Sox could just not capitalize in situations. Uh, nothing in the eighth. And then in the ninth inning, uh, Alex Colome comes in uh, to pitch for Colorado, and the Sox uh, could not get anything there. Uh, Sox final offensive line, two runs, nine hits. Uh, three walks, 10 strikeouts. Sox had three doubles, zero home runs, and were two for 10 with runners in scoring position. That has definitely got to change a Wednesday afternoon. I don't know, maybe it's a day thing. Maybe the baseballs will be flying out, uh, but I don't know if a 2-1 game is going to hold up for a second a day in a row. Uh, the trade deadline is almost here, and rumors are flying. You've heard some of these. Uh, I'm going to tell you who the White Sox uh, might be after. More on that in a moment. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Uh, find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts that they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today at BetOnline, where the game starts. Lots of uh, rumors flying around social media, especially uh, Tuesday, and it's going to be that way for a while with the trade deadline, um, August 2nd, coming up fast. Of course, you've got the Juan Soto stuff, uh, Ian Happ, 
uh, Jose Quintana. Uh, got to give something up to get something. You've got to find the right partner. Uh, obviously, the Sox have a ton of needs, but you know their their prospects might be limited. It's tricky to trade off of the current roster. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, some folks are weighing in on this. Uh, Mark Feinsand from the MLB Network. He's an insider. Uh, and this is what he wrote up today. I saw this uh, regarding Gavin Sheets, which they list as an outfielder. Also, of course, a slash first baseman in DH, but outfield listed first. Uh, Gavin Sheets under club control through at least 2027. Uh, and this was the write-up here. Uh, Chicago is in a tricky spot as its 30th ranked farm system has only one top 100 prospect. Uh, that's Colson Montgomery and top pitching prospect Vera is close to untouchable. Uh, the White Sox are also unlikely to trade much off of the big league roster, though Sheets could be a candidate thanks to a glut of outfielders and his years of club control. I think that's very generous. Uh, it's a very generous write-up on Gavin Sheets. I don't think Gavin Sheets alone is going to get you much at all. You are going to have to package him up with a bunch of other players. You know, I thought possibly Oakland would be interested a while ago, uh, especially when that Frankie Montas stuff was going around. This was almost before the season. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I, again, I don't see a path for Gavin Sheets with us. I, I really hope they don't continue to push him out there just because he can run into something and and hit one over the fence every now and then. He is such a liability in the outfield, and I, I don't see him playing much first base uh, or DH, with, with especially when everybody gets healthy. So uh, we'll see on that. Uh, Jim Bowden, the athletic, uh, called the White Sox buyers. Uh, and he said this, uh, the White Sox are having discussions with teams about many of the available premium players from Soto to Castillo. Uh, and they're also interested in free agent outfielder Michael Conforto. Of course, he had that shoulder injury that we found out. Uh, one of the reasons why, of course, he wasn't picked up by anybody during the offseason. He is a Scott Boris client. Uh, Sox uh, are four games back. Well, they're three games back now in the division and are all in on trying to return to the playoffs. Uh, they are also targeting bullpen help, uh, says Bowden, and upgrades at second base and right field. You got to chuckle when you see that second base and right field. I feel like the White Sox have been trying to upgrade at those positions for the last five years. Uh, so again, lots of rumors surrounding Ian Hab, Jack Peterson even, and that the Sox are interested in Miami Marlins second baseman. Uh, you know, could you package players up at this point? You have to, right? Uh, Jake Berger, Gavin Sheets, uh, Montgomery. I, I, some guys I think are untouchable. Uh, last year, of course, uh, the big deal was Cody Hoyer uh, and Nick Madrigal for Craig Kimbrell. We all know how that uh, worked out. Uh, so this is going to be uh, you're, you're going to be you're going to be on your phone quite a bit, I would say, if you're glued into this over the next several days. There's going to be a lot of rumors and, and things flying around. Uh, there was a, a nice article in Tuesday, Chicago Tribune from Lamont Pope, uh, just about the deadline and what players had to say, as well as Rick Hahn. This is what Yasmani Grandal said about this time of year. 
Uh, it is always a power boost when you make a move, no matter whether you're on a winning team or a losing team. Uh, when you make a move, it shows trust in the team. It shows trust in the ability the players have. And all they're trying to do is help us out to get to where we want to be. Uh, this is a fun time in baseball. And here is Rick Hahn and everything that he has had to say recently. Uh, I think every team in baseball, whether they're in it or not, never feels like they have enough pitching. Uh, we're certainly not immune to that, uh, primarily in the bullpen. Uh, obviously, reliever Aaron Bummer has been absent for a while with a left lat strain. Uh, he's starting to make some progress, and we do project him to return at some point, but that's not guaranteed. So I would say bullpen's probably the most obvious need. If there's a chance to add to it and get better, uh, we'll look at it, Han said. Uh, we're going to say no to anything that could potentially, we're not, I'm sorry, we're not going to say no to anything that could potentially make us better. Uh, Han acknowledged that offensive and defensive performances at second base and right field haven't quite been what we would hope, uh, said Han. That said, if you look at what second baseman Josh Harrison has done since June 1st, uh, and you look at what Gavin Sheets has done since he returned from the minors, uh, those both potentially could be solutions there. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, my goodness. I'm la I can't even get through these quotes. I can't believe Han is saying this, but then I kind of can. Uh, Han goes on here to say, if we find the right deal for a player we think is impactful, uh, we are going to want to pull the trigger when it's available to us and not wait around. Uh, that's an interesting strategy. Uh, Han said, take that bird in the hand versus the two in the bush. Uh, with that said, uh, with more teams being in it, the added playoff spots, a lot of these decisions might come down to the deadline so teams know exactly where they sit. We've had a bunch of conversations and we've got a bunch of different ideas. Han said, uh, you've got a lot of teams in it right now. So the so-called true sellers are a little bit limited and what they have may not exactly align with what you, we need. Uh, but it will be a fun week from the standpoint of playing different ideas and hopefully we find a way to make this team better. I'm sorry, but all of that, um, I don't believe a word of it. I don't think that's anything new or fresh. It's more Han speak. Uh, so read into it what you will. I cannot believe he references Gavin Sheets. Um, he is definitely, uh, without a doubt, bullish forever on Gavin Sheets. Uh, the Chicago White Sox wrap things up with Colorado Wednesday afternoon as Lucas Giolito takes the hill and hopefully follows the path uh, Michael Kopech laid out. Folks, thank you so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan uh, brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever uh, you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I'll recap Lucas Giolito's outing and hopefully be discussing a White Sox sweep. 
Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.